we were talking yesterday, I don't think I ever circled back around to it, was what was the biggest question coming into next season for the Wisconsin Badger football team? Was it quarterback? Was it running back with Braylon Allen now in the transfer, uh, declaring for the NBA? With Braylon Allen now declaring for the NFL's draft. Uh, Ches Malusi, not sure if he's going to be back, yada, 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 the light room. Is it, you know, the line? Is it the defense? Rowdy, I think you had said uh, right away, quarterback. And then I said, save it. And I never, we never, shame on me, never got back around to it. Is quarterback the biggest question for the Wisconsin Badger football team moving forward? I would say so. And right away, it's like, I firmly believe Ches Malusi will be back. I think most people in that follow the the Badgers, the beat reporters, you know, the Zach Heil Prince of the world, they, from what I've gathered, probably think it's more likely than not that he returns. So maybe not as much of a question mark at running back because you also have uh, two highly recruited running backs and I believe a third just in general all coming in. Yep. So so a ton of new blood potentially plus the, the return of Malusi. I feel like you'd find at least a guy out of those. Because Badger's always been able to reload. Offensive line, we've been talking about their offensive line, how they've had like four and five star recruits seemingly since like 2019. Yeah. So it's not like when some of these guys leave that you don't have another four star type player that's been sitting there waiting because they do. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of that, especially because they do have the star, the recruiting stars on the offensive line. So that's not to worry. Um, receiver, let's see how many of these guys actually transfer out right. or what they get back in the portal. Because who knows if Bryson Green is going to want to stay here after the year he had or the CJ Williams, because CJ Williams, in my eyes, had a pretty poor year from what a lot of people were expecting. And he already said he doesn't like the cold. Well, he had a poor year and now welcome to uh, the frigid temperatures of Wisconsin for the winter. And now it's cold. So we'll see about that. So, But defensively, dude, they've been recruiting so many corners and safeties. Oh, that yeah, big time. They clearly, got a bunch coming in, too. Yeah, clearly they're just waiting for their guys to get in there, and then they still have a few guys left over from this year's team. Linebacker, I know they have a few guys moving on, but it, it looks like they're still solid there. They're a little light on the defensive line, so maybe it could be defensive line. But I think overall, when you look at importance, it's got to be the quarterback. and Which is the most important position in football. Tanner Mordecai clearly showed you that he helped this team out quite a bit when he played because he could use his feet, which not a lot of people were expecting and then made some throws here and there like that. I feel like that Washington state game was a bit of a coming out party for Tanner Mordecai, where he was using his legs a lot. He was throwing the football. And I think that was a game where I'm like, man, this isn't the Tanner Mordecai that I was expecting. I was expecting like a pocket passer that was going to throw it 50 times for, you know, 350 yards a game. And he wasn't even going to ever think about running. Turns out that wasn't the case. And it turns out along the way, maybe it, maybe it was because of the Malusi and the Allen injuries, but they started running the quarterback quite a bit. Yeah. It worked out well. And if you want a running quarterback and you're looking at your quarterback room, well, miles Burkett is in the transfer portal. He looked like he could run a little bit. Um, Nick Evers could run a little bit, but it doesn't sound like he can really pick up the the offense. You're down to just Cole LaCrue, which is a 
true freshman this year that Paul Chris recruited, and we know is going to be a pocket passer, so I don't really know if he can run. You have, what, Mabry Mature, sounds like he can run a little bit, but true freshman. And then finally you get to Braden Locke, who came in and played a couple games, but he just doesn't look like he's yeah. the guy. Well, I'm trying to, well, I was trying to set up here with the quarterbacks. I've already already kind of blew through it all, but yeah, Rowdy with the dissertation there of the quarterbacks is uh, yeah, Miles Burkett now in the transfer portal. We have uh, Mike and Portage already saying, I believe in Braden Locke. You know, Tanner Mordecai is going to be gone. You have Mabry Matoyer coming in, a.k.a. God's little boy on Instagram here, who was already uh, getting celebrated by the Green Bay Packers in their softball game that they had before the season starts. And Rowdy, so Miles Burkett's gone. Um, no big loss. No, that's not a I mean, big what, surprise. The guy played in like, what, two games yeah. since he got there? Okay. His dad's really good on Twitter. And then um, you know, we said LaCrue. LaCrue's kind of a hanger on from what the Paul Chris staff, Yeah, he's right? a pro-style quarterback. He's he's not ideal for the you know air raid or spread offense. And, yeah, he's a Paul or Chris recruit. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I wouldn't. did you see him hitting the transfer portal? I don't know. We'll see. Plus, he was hurt coming into this year. Yeah, and then with the transfer portal, uh, quarterback being the biggest question, and it's something that has haunted the Wisconsin Badger football team since forever. Uh, I mean, outside of Russell, outside of one year of Russell Wilson, Rowdy, who's the best quarterback that Wisconsin has had in Scott the last, Tolzien. I was going to say, last 20 years, Scotty T. And you're not, you know, it's not really lighting many fires everywhere. But now Wisconsin is reportedly an early school to watch for one of the top quarterbacks now in the transfer portal out of Kansas State, Will Howard. Yeah, Will Howard's dual threat. And um, he actually two years ago was better than Adrian Martinez. We all remember him with Nebraska, but he transferred to Kansas State two years ago. He was the better quarterback, but if I remember correctly, he was the freshman in that situation where Martinez was a guy that had just transferred to Kansas State. He was the longer tenured college football player. So they kind of split time, and Will Howard was clearly better than him. And then this year, he came in as the starter at Kansas State, but he kind of lost his spot due to being banged up with a little bit of an injury and the backup quarterback kind of showing out when he did have the opportunity to play. So it was a little bit of both. And he decides to put his name in the hat for the transfer portal. But then there's another one coming out, Arkansas. K.J. Yeah. Jefferson, who's also a dual-threat quarterback that kind of was a, was a one-man show in Arkansas the last couple of years. He's also saying he's in the portal. So those are two dual-threat quarterbacks now in the portal that probably look a lot better than anything else in that Wisconsin uh, quarterback room for the air raid or spread more spread offense. Yeah, it's uh it's a brave new world out there though with NIL money. So, um, you know, we'll get to another topic more encompassing of NIL and the money it takes, but it takes a lot of money now to get a quarterback to come to your school. I find it funny that obviously last year, Luke fickle and staff had to go to the transfer portal because they were Switching teams technically mid-season, right? Because it was in December during the year. They were trying to save what was left of the Paul Christ recruiting team for the Badgers, which wasn't going to be the best recruiting class. Yeah, And they were trying to grab some of the players from their former teams and add transfers at the same time. So it was a hodgepodge of players. And I remember we were interviewing our sports director, Zach Heilprin. He goes, yeah. And this was when they had like already a handful of guys from the portal. Obviously they finished with like over a dozen. Mm -hmm. So they added quite a bit from it. 
I remember Zach saying, yeah, this year due to all of the, you know, inconsistencies on who's staying, who's going multiple coaches coming from different teams. They're going to be going to the portal quite a bit here because who knows how many recruits they're going to be able to retain. And then you would like to see, or in a perfect world, Luke Fickle would like to recruit his own players. Well, you look at that. Obviously they went to the portal a ton in year one, but they also put together a pretty nice uh, or saved a a 2023 class and made it a lot better than it it would have been 2024. Their first legitimate Wisconsin Badger recruiting class with Fickle and Longo turns out so far is, is shaping up to be a pretty good one, a top 25 class. But doesn't it feel like they're about to hit the portal hard oh, again yeah. for the second year? They have to. And, and Heilprin was talking about how, yeah, they, they're hoping that that's not really going to be a thing much in oh. years two, three, and four. They said all that yeah, year one. Yeah. You know what? I think this is a year one and a year two oh, yeah. for a big portal because you have to. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, when um, it was one of his first weeks of being a head coach, Luke Fickle was on the podium saying, you know, we're only gonna, it's like going to be a one year type of thing. We're going to get most from the state and get my guys in. The transfer portal is just there, you know, to you know help us out year one. I, I might still have the comments, but he, what you just said, Rowdy, it's yeah, I am not going to we're not going to be dipping into the transfer portal a lot. No, you're, it's transfer well, portal hardcore coming. You up. know, I think also why. Now, some of the things they said, like, we're going to do well in state, you know, give us a year. Well, look at their 2025. They just locked down two players from the state that are top 10 players in the state. So, I mean, since we're still not even done with 2024 commits, the fact that they already have two in uh, 2025 from just this past week, I think they're in the right. They're they're trending in the right direction that way with Uh the state. But yeah, and I think another big part of why you have to go back to the portal is because A, you have so many holes, but B, think about all of the transfer portal guys that you grabbed last year that really didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like Tanner Mordecai, I don't want to call it a wasted season, but it kind of was for yeah, Tanner with Mordecai. The, with the injury to which broke his hand, the offense never really you know the, worked the, well the, and was a well-oiled machine. The air raid became him running. So that, that was the area. Him running. That was supposed to be the one year stopgap. I guess it was eh. But then you look at the rest of the quarterbacks. It appears Nick Evers isn't ready to play. No. Uh it okay. appears oh. that Braylon Locke still has to get stronger. He's a great he's a great X's and O's scheme guy, but maybe lacks some arm strength for this type of an offense at this high of a level. And then you had Miles Burkett and you had Cole LaCrue and you had people under them that clearly they're not playing at this level and they're not playing on this team. You had to go back because I feel like you almost, you almost missed, right? Yeah. You almost missed in the port. Like look at the wide receivers they brought in. Kiantes well, Lewis left. What came to fruition this season? You know, CJ Williams, portal. his year wasn't great. Bryson green couldn't stand. He wasn't great. Like a lot of those portal selections, I guess on offense, they didn't really hit. I mean, the, no. the two offensive linemen were solid, but it was already a, an offensive line we talked about that had a lot of recruiting stars. I guess some of the some of the defensive players were all right that they grabbed in the transfer portal, like that Petrowski, the outside linebacker, D-end, and Varner, the D-end. I mean, those guys made some plays this year. Um, what about the, the transfer, the corner from air force that might've been able to help, but the service Academy wouldn't allow him to transfer <laughs> yeah, for this year. So he'll be ready to roll next year. Yeah. 
But, yeah, I think overall, because they missed on some of these guys in the portal, they're going to have to jam the portal again this oh, year. The, oh, totally. In the portal, let's see here. Uh, the NCAA transfer portal, a 30-day window that starts uh, the day after the four college football playoff teams are selected in a spring window from April 15th to 30th. But for the one coming up, it's December 4th to January 2nd. And so we're going to see portal. this active of a portal up, baby. until 2025, 2026-ish because all of these guys that were freshmen in college in 2020 when COVID officially hit all would have gotten a free year and then they would all be given just a redshirt year just in general. So that's six years starting in the 2020-2021 uh, freshman. So I believe that gets us to like 2025-2026 yeah. where this portal is going to be even more congested than it it normally would have like in the, the 2019 transfer rules just because of all the all the extra guys that have extra years because of the free COVID, COVID. And then we're almost done with them. We, we even have some of these guys that are peppering in their seventh year like Cam Rising <laughs> due to injuries like he's coming back next year for yeah. his seventh year. Well, Ches Malusi's going to be in his sixth year, isn't yeah, he? Kate McNamara is coming back for another year. Who's the? Were we talking about a guy who had like eight years under his belt? Um, God, what, I'm not sure about eight, but I know for sure there, I know there's, a seven. there's a handful of sevens out there. There's one guy that I was like, we're like, I can't believe he's still in. Maybe it was seven years. Yeah, the, so de- December fourth coming up, you'll have that on uh, Monday. Uh, at midnight. So at midnight. Ooh, who's staying up till midnight? Players can officially the enter portal. the portal at midnight on December 4th and declare their intentions. So <laughs> wouldn't you just be, if you were like a player, wouldn't you just be like, all right, so it's midnight. Um, I'm sleeping. A, wait till the next morning or B, be like five in the five in the afternoon and, and tweet out. Well, once it's midnight, I officially declare for the portal. <laughs> Send tweet. I'm going to so, so that many will declare their intentions beforehand, yeah. but you can officially enter it. Here's what I would do. I would not say anything. And then at midnight, I would be sleeping. And then in like prime time hours, like for morning radio, prime time is like 8 a.m. For afternoon drive radio, prime time is like 5 p.m. I would do it on a prime time, like social media hour, Rowdy, when I would declare my intentions. Because what 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 are these players all about now? Me, 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 me. Look at the statement clicks. I'm going to put out there in clicks. I would do it when it's prime clicking time. That's yeah, what I would do. Click whores. Click whores, Rowdy. Whores. Well, we're like, what, five to seven days away from this time frame? Yeah. Um, we're already getting tweets out there talking about how Will Howard is basically in the portal and Wisconsin's a favorite. Yes. Um, supposedly, he can't officially declare for another week or so. Yeah. Uh, there's already a top headline on CBS.com. KJ Jefferson to enter transfer portal. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I guess in five-ish days, they'll officially do it, even though it's not like we don't know some of the guys that are already going to do it now. My favorite about all of this is the ones that are, you know, um, saying they're going to transfer and the statement they put out with their, like, fancy graphics and their pictures that were made on Photoshop, and then they, they write their little statement. All of them are just so funny. I did enjoy... Uh, I think it was uh, our sports director, Zach Halperin, <laughs> yeah, like put one. out an article um, about the the comings and goings of yeah, Wisconsin transfers. There's, there's two right now. And I get it. Like, you're going to recognize some. But then there was one. I'm like, save it. Who we'll are you? I know. Like, I, I don't know who you are, and yeah. no one else does either. But the one you're talking about, his his little, uh, his Photoshop little 
picture that he put on social media isn't as good as the ones that like the known players who have like a lot better Photoshop. Well, that, well that's the thing. It's like, okay, we all know who Tanner Bordellini is. Yes. We all know who Jack Nelson is. Yes. We all know who, uh, you know, the transfers from Cincinnati are Huber. And uh, we all know who some of the offensive linemen that have been there, done that like Mallman. Like we Here. know, we know those guys. I'll, I'll just say it. Dylan Barrett. <laughs> Who's that guy? Except he's he's not even like Trey Wittig he's and the, some of the other like big star backups that are, have been sitting there or the Ruchies of the world that are sitting there as like four and five star recruits that haven't played yet because four and five star recruits or Cincinnati transfers are ahead of them. And then this guy's like, thanks, Madison. Yeah. It's been a good time. Yeah. Who, who are, are you? you? And no offense to you, Dylan. It's just I, like, who, we, we've never heard you? of you. Have who, you played in a game? No, who, who are you? you go, I'll, I'll read the, the statements are hilarious. We'll get the statements coming up. But that's like I saw that. Too. I was like, who's that guy? I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. Miles Burkett is only known because a he's from the state of Wisconsin. B what did he get in like one game against New Mexico yeah. State yep. or whatever it was like two two three years ago? And C and C his dad on Twitter. Yeah, his dad That's on Twitter. It. I would put I would put his I would put his dad on Twitter like number two maybe. If if he would have been like an Illinois quarterback from the state of Illinois, high school player in Illinois. And he wouldn't have gotten into that one game where, say, Deacon Hill would have got in instead. Yeah. Would you know who this no. guy was, even though he's been on campus for, like, no. what, at least three years? No. 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 Not at all. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I love the statements. The statements are hilarious. It's like, okay, I understand, like, there's some sort of sense of people know who you are and you're on a, a D1 program of Power 5. But at the end of the day, no, no one cares. I like, feel no like one, there's no a fine line between, like, Deion Sanders and being realistic about where you are as a program, as a head coach. Like, Deion Sanders came into Colorado and he's like, you know what? If you're not good enough, if you're a, if you're a scrub... Get the hell out. Yeah. And then after the first year where they won four games and the offensive line wasn't great and some of the defensive players weren't very good, he's like, you suck. You suck. <laughs> I'm going to find players. You sucked. You sucked. And he went right down the line. Screw like, you, screw calling you. I don't know you. Who was horrible you. and who wasn't. Yeah. I think that's a little overboard because if you do that, this isn't. You're quite, alienating yeah, people. Yeah. This isn't quite professional, even though they want to be treated like professionals. This isn't quite the NFL. So, yeah, like you said, you're going to alienate some players. Some people aren't going to want to play for you be, because it is that cutthroat. But then there's a fine line between. No offense, but the Dylan Barretts and the, you know, yeah. and some of these guys like the the backup quarterbacks that all of a sudden say they want to transfer. If you're a Badger, I don't want to speak for the Badger coaching staff, but I'll speak for Badger fandom. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, well, bye. It's, it's not as hardcore as Deion Sanders saying, you suck. Yeah, you get suck. out of here. Leave, leave, but leave. Dude, I'm you bringing haven't Louie. played. This isn't some great loss. No. Well, you know, a lot of these kids around you think they're very, and, you know, I was once a kid too, and I felt the same way. Like, you think you're very important at the time, and especially when you're for a university, of, you know, a, a highly touted university, you think you're important, but at the end of the day, the end of you kind of live in your own world. You kind of live in your own world. Let's go to the phones quick. Line one, good morning. Who's There's that? only six. Yeah. Hello. Good morning, guys. Hello, Michael. Good morning. You know. It's a little uh, somber today. Uh, I didn't, I'm not working today. I'm sitting around in the living room right now, so at home. So. I feel like you'd be sounding a little more jubilant than if you weren't working today. Guess oh, a little, little early, a little early for you. 
Yeah, yeah, they had to wake up later. But, uh, you know, these sixth and seventh year uh, guys from the COVID, you know, none of these are probably going, guys are probably going to the NFL. At what point in your life do you just say, it's time to move on? Well, when you your degree. Not now, Matt, not, or not now, Mike. Uh, you look NIL at Cam money. Rising. Yeah, he's getting NIL money, and this is still Cam Rising when he's healthy world, is, is arguably a top 10, 15 quarterback in the country. Mike. And okay. yeah, he might not have an NFL future. I agree with you. He Think might have this. a USFL, XFL type career, but if he can cash in on, you know, six figures for two, three years, Mike, hell, sign me up. you get NIL money, you get six figures like that. And all you got to worry about is going to some like underwater basket weaving class and you can be in college and party and do whatever and make yeah. like, Mike, yes. they had an all access on uh Brandon Whedon back in the day when he was like 27 years old and a fifth year senior at Oklahoma state after he pitched in the minors for a few years, he was literally taking like gym class pottery and then showing up to practice. Anyways, Mike, say, your, say, your piece. There, but say your piece, Mike. How many, how many guys are like that though, that had that long eligibility, you know, and then on the other hand too, the guys that keep transferring and transferring, these are the same guys that are going to have, like, five jobs in seven years and not locked down. At a sing- at like, a you tell me that you wouldn't want to be in school getting paid from, like, some, like, Pepsi money and then, like, you know, I want to go from your wheelhouse, sm- uh, getting a little smang time with yeah. some chicks, Mike, you know? Okay, here's, here, here's the question. How many students, athletes, get NIL, I mean, on a team? Uh, there's, you know, some school, there's some school. There's some. There's some. Like it, all of them get it. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Miami University. Yeah. There was a sponsor that was paying all of them like twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. And you yeah, get a scholarship. And you gotta be. In, all you gotta do is worry about some bulk, some BS school uh, classes. And then if you take Matt Rule for his word, some of these quarterbacks out here are making one, one and a half, two million in NIL. Yeah, that's what they cost okay. the days. And I'll open the NIL stuff. You know, we do know that all the Ohio State guys, they go to underwater basketball leading class as well. Wisconsin actually, we actually get good grades here and have good academics, you know. But uh, uh, I actually heard that um, uh, Ohio State was getting out of the underwater basket weaving. We're getting back <laughs> into the artistic side of things and more like tattooing. Oh, tattooing. So then, it, then or, uh, you know, you got any tattoos, had, Mike? They had hookups. Yeah, one. You got a tram stamp? Or. No. Oh. I'll say drawing with crayons probably. If I get into that on the extra right. side. <laughs> Hell, if you go to North Carolina, you could go to classes that don't even exist. That's basketball. That's basketball. Probably. Yeah, and no, not probably. Were, that happened. They had classes that didn't exist. And were they the same school that had um, sixth grade level courses that yeah. uh, yes. other players yep. were taking? Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Like I don't know why you're banging on this. Like, don't wouldn't you want to go back to your like early twenties and relive it this way? Be sweet. Maybe, but you know, maybe my ass. You know you would. <laughs> trying to go to work at some point. Well, yeah, at some point. <laughs> They're making money though. You know, good money That's if you true. get it. Am I like, anything else in your mind, Broski? I don't know. There's no other sports to talk about. So what do you mean? There's, there's all no kinds of sports to talk about. Today. All right. Well, we lo- we'll, we'll take it from here then, Mike. We love you, buddy. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs> See you. I don't know. If you told me that I could go back to, we'll just say for fun, Madison and play for the Wisconsin Badgers, make six figures, 
take sixth grade level classes. <laughs> Underwater basket weaving. Have the nightlife and the the lifestyle, I guess we'll say. No responsibilities outside of that. And you're you're the guy. Yeah. A, a lot of people know who you are and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That sounds like it's pretty easy and pretty fun to do for three to seven years, it, depending on how long you had to be there. I would take seven years doing that. Why not? I, <laughs> Why not? Especially with NIL now? Yeah. You're if, getting paid. If you're good enough to be like a Cam Rising where you're you're not an NFL quarterback, but you're good, yeah. why wouldn't you try and cash in for all it was worth? You're the man in Salt Lake <laughs> you, at Utah. You cash out, then you bro down. Oh, baby. Does it ever get old, Barry? It never gets old. Does it ever get old? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. I don't know what it is. It just never gets old. There's timeless music. This is one of them. Barry Richter in the house, Wisconsin hockey legend with, with Bill Nagy, Wisconsin football legend. What's up, buddy? Bill, it's been a while. How you been? Good. How about you, man? It's well, good to see you. Barry's been like, ah, we got to get Bill in here. We got to get Bill in here. And then wrap up the season. Yeah. You know. Well, you scared of us? You scared of like, what's going on? Where you been? Two weeks ago, I was scared to come, afraid to come in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't think anybody knew what to say. Yeah. Um, it was it was tough to talk about Wisconsin football. That's for sure. Yeah, they bounced back, though. They did. Well, we're going to save you, Bill, for a second here. Bear. <laughs> let him, let him, let him He's going to give his outro. He's going to get composure and get his outro song. warm him up. We got to warm him up. And uh, we got Rowdy. So, Rowdy, uh, Rowdy, thanks for going to the producer suite. We appreciate that, brother. Your mic's on, so. Yeah, you're just going to have to yell a little louder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bear, before we get to uh, some football, uh, Wisconsin hockey, a yeah. little split ski over the weekend. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, uh, well, so yeah. I think people, so I was there both nights. I think. Uh, of course. They lost 1-0 Friday night, but, I mean, they dominated the game. And so that's where you just it just comes down, and the goaltending for Alaska was unbelievable. What was it, was, the, it was like it was like there was a, and I don't know if RJ was there. It was like it was it was a big shield around the net. We could not yeah. score. I, was, I watched it, it but uh, I went to Saturday's game, so I got to see the five goal barrage. Yeah, and that was, those are the same games. Yeah, in my when watching the games and knowing the game, it was just, it was just that we scored and uh, so goalie. dominated top goalie, but dominated both nights. Obviously, a little unfortunate that on, they, they weren't scoring. On Friday, stuff. do you think that was goalie interference? Uh, it, it was, it was borderline, yeah. borderline goalie interference. So it was borderline. Since it was called a goal, do you think it was the correct call technically to reverse that? No, <laughs> not at home. No. Not at home. No. You don't do that at home. No. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had yeah. that goal and then, I mean, the crowd was so pumped up when they scored. Right. Yeah. And then, and they tied it up late and yeah. cause they could not score to the goal. No. So there, yeah, obviously there's something, you know, that's disappointing. That was a disappointing loss and. But they came back, and then well, it, is it all about bouncing back? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's uh, and that happens. That's why you got you know. But the unfortunate thing of of any kind of games that you play, it's not it's not like NHL in the playoffs. It's there's there's four out of seven, mm-hmm. and four out of seven. You're going to beat that team, you know, out of five games, four right? It'll be yeah. four one, yeah. and they'll sneak you one can't game, win them all. Yeah, right? but you know, so they, they they got Ohio State coming in, and. Uh, and so then how I stayed is down this year. They have a really good coaching staff. Steve Rock played here for the Badgers and they're going to be hungry. So it's going to be, it's going to be a test. Ohio state needs to get points. And, it, and, and this league, if a win is three points, so you can really go up, you can really go down as we've seen in the past, you know, pretty quick. What's the, vi- Oh, I was just going to say, I saw a Saturday night is goalie night. Saturday night's goalie night, yes. Yeah, yeah the so, legendary, all the great goalies of Wisconsin hockey lore. Yeah, are like coming 10, in. 10 to 15. Yeah, 
former goalies who are going to be here, like all Americans, NCAA champs. Uh, Bill Howard's going to be there. They're going to be lined up doing autographs and all that kind of stuff. And that's like one of those, like, sure, if if the former all Americans and all that, the like position players are the gods. Like of this program, you have the Titans that are the the goalies. Yeah, and, it's always I mean, been goalie yeah. U, right? It's, right. It, I mean, it has been in, in, until like the last several years. Yeah. It's always been goalie U, and so it's going to be awesome to have those. We have Dwayne Dirksen coming in, who was part of our era. He got elected to the Wisconsin Hall of Fame this mm-hmm. past September. Yep. Sweet. So he'll be here. You got Mark Barron, Dibble. You got Julian Beretta. I mean, yeah. go back to the seventies. Um, Curtis Joseph. I mean, yeah. just name them. You know, it's just uh, Jim cool. Carrey, the other Richter, John whatever, Carey, whatever Mike he did Richter, with his career. You know, <laughs> I can't. You can't name them. I don't have enough fingers. I don't have enough fingers to count all the great goaltenders. So that's gonna be, yeah, it's a good call there, RJ. So we'll be yeah. there Saturday, and uh, get uh, there. You gonna be there both recommend. games. No, I'm unfortunately my son has a hockey game on Friday night, <laughs> and then uh, uh, I don't think anyone's listening, anyways, right now. But um, anyways, I'm going to the Bucks game uh, <laughs> yeah, on Saturday, so sweet. I'll be at the Bucks game on Saturday. We'll see. Oh, too so, bad it's not an NBA in-season tournament game I'll, when you go. I will have. To, is it an in-season no, tournament it's, game? No, uh, no that's okay, next good, Tuesday. Sadly, I got to wear the shades for those courts. You know what I mean? Like oh, those yeah. courts are a little crazy. But yeah, Fair I'll enough. watch it on Big Ten Plus on replay and, and make sure I. I'll be prepared next week for you guys. That's all I got. You're say. always prepared, yeah. Barry. What are you all talking right. about, man? Okay. Yeah, well, you brought in a big dog here. Yeah. Nags, what's Speaking up, Speaking of preparation. How we been? Good. Yeah? Been busy. Yeah, I'm well, good. We were joking uh, the other day. You got a, you can start your own offensive line now with your family. So you got a lot of <laughs> you got a lot of a lot of family yeah. time coming up here. Just need one more. Yeah, how's life been, man? Well, been you good? count as one right now. Yeah, you right? count as one. All right, we're good then. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> like you're good. You're <laughs> the one that's leading the charge, all right? <laughs> so uh Bill, it's been um it's been quite the season for Wisconsin football, eh? Some ups, some downs. More no question. Has there been more downs than ups? Uh, be, is beating Minnesota for the Axe is that is that ending? Obviously, it's ending on a high note. But is that like making a, a successful season by beating Minnesota on the road? That you denied them from a bowl game until Hawaii hit a last-second field goal to send Minnesota into a bowl game because of their GPA, their grade. Yeah. What, what yeah. was it? What was it called again? Do you guys remember the Academic name? Academic progress rate. I yeah. never. I've never heard of that before. That's <laughs> wild. Good Bill, for that's because you didn't go to Wisconsin for school. <laughs> <laughs> well, PJ, Flex, yeah. he's going to make a ring about it. Okay, he's going to make a ring over it that uh, because of their grade point average. Will. Whatever um, he can to is, recruit. Is that sure. a successful season then? Well, all said and done at the end there with that game, or is it? I think it depends on, you know, when you look at it, right? Midway through the season after Indiana and Northwestern, I think it definitely is a high note. But if you were going to go into the year and say, we need to get the X, I think it was no question, right? Yeah. So it's tough because I feel like the expectations have just been a pendulum this year. What were your expectations to start the season with all this? More than what we saw, and I think that's the consensus for everyone. Yeah. But again, it's excitement around the program. You have a new coach, um, different offense, some the pieces added. Yeah, some pieces added to it from a roster standpoint. But again, they were banged up too. Right? Yeah, a lot of injuries, and that's that's tough. Um, that was tough all around, and I think Ches Malusi going down early in the season that really really hurt. Yeah. Um, just from how that offense is set up, but. It was tough because I I still think it's a team that you don't know what the identity is. And you go to the last game and the comments were, this is what we were trying to be. And it's like, well, you know, 10, 11 games later, it's like a little late for that, right? Right. And now it's the 
bowl game where who knows who's going to be playing in it. You have people leaving the transfer portal. Um, yeah, so transfer portal's wild. Like transfer portal's crazy. And now, uh, what did um, uh, what did what did um, Matt Rule say? It cost to get a quarterback. No, a million dollars. A million bucks. What did you say, Rowdy? Yeah, it yeah, depends like, on yeah. what you're looking for. But a good quarterback, one to two million dollars. That's crazy. Like, I think I think at Costco they're going for six ninety nine. Oh, at Costco you, you can get a good quarterback. I think you have to buy them in bulk though. You got to buy like uh, like that's, four of them. Like four is going to come. Yeah, four pack. <laughs> yeah. four pack of quarterbacks. That is true. You can't just take one. And they're so like, you no, you got to buy member- three more. You have to get a membership at Costco to get that deal. Though. You do. I just. So. What do you guys think of the this now? Like to get that's crazy. a quarterback, you need a minimum million dollars. Oh, jumping off. It's God. absurd. Like it is absurd. What what is college sports to you guys now? Because you guys were before NIL, and now you have so, this. What is college sports to you guys now? Well, I I saw Dorn down at NC State. Yeah, he's asking for what is it, five thousand people to donate a thousand dollars or gift a thousand dollars to give them a pool of money, right? And that would sustain and help them get the roster that they need to compete. <laughs> But this is the wild thing. If you look at what these coaches are getting paid. It's absurd. So the CEO of the company is making double what the roster need is. Yeah. yeah. I just think the model is so broken right now. It doesn't make any sense. It's like professional sports now. Right? It's like mm-hmm. you're, buy- you're just buying. So, yeah. so it's okay yeah. to pay guys, but you have a head coach that's making mm-hmm. 8 to 10 mm-hmm. million bucks a year, but you need $4 million for a roster. Like what? It, Plus, it doesn't make sense. that head coach probably has a buyout. Right. So if he fails, the money's there. If he fails, so, he has a cushion until that buyout gets small enough, very, or the donors tend to yeah. go, "Oh, hey, we'll join in and get there's him got, out there's here." There's got well, some. I don't know. I mean, if you're making all that money and you want to continue making all that money as a head coach, can you donate back? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's taking, nobody's taking I mean, a pay cut. Help well, yourself. So is a CEO donating back to his employees? Well, at work? One yeah. one employee makes more than the whole company. It doesn't a, make sense. No, it really doesn't. That's a tax write off, right? Yeah. For for mm-hmm. a donation to Varsity Collective? This is why the rich stay rich. Guys <laughs> making $20 million aren't donating back half the salary to keep their They're players. They're asking us it's, for it's money. It's Barry at the bar throwing in 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but to the point, I just think the whole, like, nobody understands it. There's no. not any it's the wild rules. West. It is. No it, rules. There's no rules with yeah. it, and that's where I don't know what the market is set to certain positions or what it's going to be or what the future is going to bring. And quite frankly, I don't think the NCAA can even step in at this point. Because no. of how extreme they've been on other ends of the spectrum. Well, they so they opened it up and then said, "Oh, hey, uh, government, can you legislate this?" Right. It's like, no, that's your job. Exactly. And so. there's there's no guarantees when you bring someone in for yeah. a, so he's like starting quarterback is going for a million dollars. So we bring him in, doesn't work out. How does that feel? Well, remember Caleb Williams. <laughs> that feel good. Caleb Williams needed minimum five million dollars if you wanted to like yeah. to just to talk to him. And what did USC give Caleb? Was well, it seven that million? Was because he had to take out. I think it was a few thousand dollars for the dog and the Hulu to cry after losses. Yeah. So I think he got, was it 7 million? I think he got from USC. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy. And look at USC. Like they should have gave that to a D coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you got the music. What we're thinking is the music city bowl coming up here for Nashville against an SEC team. I think it's, I don't want to say it's a lock, but it looks like Ohio state's a long shot. Yeah. Depending on what happens this weekend to even sneak in. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, just with the matchups with Oregon, Washington, and then you have Florida State that's still up there. I don't know if I see them losing, but 
Rowdy, what did you say yesterday? Louisville just win. Just please. Like just be, I'm all for Florida State. Like they earn it. If they go 13 and 0, they earn it, but they're, they're, they're going to get smoked. Yeah, they're not a top 4 team. What? So when you were playing Bill, like what did a bowl game mean for you guys? It meant a lot more. Yeah. It was a reward at the end of the season. Cool and leather that jackets, was, you know. Yeah, sweet leather jackets, <laughs> awesome Lures, gifts. Forgot to bring that Christmas yeah. away from your family. It was the best. No. <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, but it, that was before the playoff, and yeah. that's where bowl games still meant something. And I think there was more tradition behind it, right? Yeah. Like it was a cool thing is to it go devalued to, uh, now. It is for sure. Yeah, and it's devalued because unless you're in the playoff, guys who have an opportunity at the next level, a lot of them are checking out. It's mm-hmm. more of a, you get 15 extra practices for your team and it's an extra spring ball and you could use it as a development. And then you show up and you, yeah, there's sponsorships, you make money and then you're, who knows what happens. Yeah. And that mentality like, wasn't there, Bill, when you're, I mean, no. in terms of like everyone was so pumped to go to a bowl. Yeah. And like it was, you're there. what was it your was favorite bowl game? Rose Bowl for sure. Yeah. Just because of the sense. tradition. Obviously sense. the results weren't, weren't there and we would have hoped to have won the TCU game, but just how they everything's first class with that bowl game in general. And they don't robbed something. you like when Colorado went there this year and they got that, robbed. That wasn't the game. That was the stadium. So, That's yeah, totally different. The, what, <laughs> my apologies. It was plus I don't think Bill and his teammates had a bunch of bling. Yeah, you guys weren't blinged out, were you? No. 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 Just leather jacket out. You were doing the Shadour with your Rolex watch, like pumping around the crowd. It's so different. They walked yeah. in there like, who has that 80s letterman's jacket? We don't want this. 80s. All right, so um this team, Wisconsin football. We were talking like what's what's with Braylon Allen now declared for the NFL draft. Not sure what's happening with Ches Malusi. The running back position's in question right now. But is it the quarterback position that's still the biggest question going into next season for the Badgers? I think so, for sure. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of been the, the rub for yeah, ever. It it is for sure. And you look at the receivers, some of the skill positions, also from an offensive line. I mean, it's it's not just one position. No, it's yeah. the whole the whole deal. And and you need to get some athletes in there if they're going to continue to run that offense. And that's going to be the model moving forward because. What? What what was this offense? I mean, I don't know. We were told air raid, air raid, air raid. RJ immediately is like, don't call it the air raid. This, yeah, this is not the air raid. The guy, Longo, in like, if you go through everything, he tries to be as close to run pass, like splits as possible, 50-50. And it, it only deviated 5% one way or the other if you go through every D or FBS program he was with. And per year. You look at the success that he had in North Carolina, like the ACC is not known for defensive play right. at all. Yeah. So some of those statistics I feel like are skewed when you're ranked number one in the ACC. Yeah. And it's just a different conference. And I think he found that out quick. Well, what do you think coming up here? Speaking of different conferences, Big Ten's changing big time next yeah. year. Um, good thing, bad thing, in your opinion, Bill? It's so different. It's hard to say. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Um, that Wisconsin's continues to be a part of one of the premier conferences. It's well, going to be so different because it's be harder, a, much harder. For oh my them. goodness, for sure. Yeah. Well, if you think about who the top tier teams have been in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and then it's you know there's a middle tier, and then everybody else. You add some tougher opponents to that. I mean, it's the expectations. I feel like. I mean, you start looking at like a six between six and nine, ten, 
middle ground consistency, and that's where the expectations may need to. Yeah, I, I, I hate using that, but it's a reality. And you start looking at if they start expanding the playoffs, there could be three lost teams oh, yeah. making the playoff because of how hard these schedules are going to be. Yeah, so it's just going to be completely different. But the West Coast, East Coast, how they're going to schedule stuff, the, the travel is crazy. That is what I think a lot of people aren't thinking about, how tough that's going to be yeah. week what, in, week out. What was your least favorite trip to go on? No, it wasn't West Coast, East Coast like it is now, but did you have a least favorite trip? Probably Northwestern. Yeah. just It's a bus ride to a place that was just <laughs> gray and down. gross. Rainy, <laughs> long the grass. The locker was a nail on the wall. Do you ever, Changing <laughs> in the parking lot. Do you I'm ever dead remember serious. a sunny day? In Evanston? No. No. It was always no, just no. blah. Yeah. It was just gross. Barry, do you have a least favorite trip for hockey? Yeah, Northern Michigan. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> Locker room was tight. It wasn't good. No. You yeah. know, no. And, but but you know what? It's good to win at those places. Yeah. Because okay. it's hard. That's yeah. difficult. Bill, um, you had big connections too with Paul Christ, also on the coaching staff with him yeah. with Pitt. What if uh Indiana hires Christ? I think that'd be a good a good job for him. Yeah. Um Indiana fans are like fighting it. I've been seeing it on Twitter. They're they like, don't want it, or they that's, do. That's the vibe I've been getting. Yeah, they, they don't, don't want it. They don't want it. What do they want? That's their a great question. Their basketball yeah. team to be good again? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hoosiers too to be you know filmed. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't Somebody's know. like Indiana is a dead end job, and yeah. it's like, well, it's a five million dollar dead end job. Yeah, that sounds pretty I, good. I, to I me. take that dead end job. <laughs> 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 but, All right, boys, uh, and then donate half back to the quarterback. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Michael Penix left. Already. Yeah, they're not getting him back. Um, no, real quick, yeah. I was going to ask uh, Bill. One of the big things for the offense. I'm so disappointed in some of the transfers, like the transfer wide receivers. I feel like none of the guys had good years. CJ Williams was all the hype out of USC. Uh, Bryson Green had some good years in Oklahoma State. Chimray DK wasn't as good as past Chimray DK. Skylar Bell was nowhere near as good as he was last year. I feel like the receiving core for the hype that we had had around it did not live up to expectations. I think what you saw with that room in general, it was nobody outside of Will Pauling stepped up, right? It was just a lot of guys. And I don't know if it comes from a leadership standpoint. I don't know if it comes from a competition standpoint. I have I have no idea. I'm not inside the four walls to know, but it, that's what it looked like to me, that nobody stepped up and was like, I'm going to be the guy. To your point, it's like, well, Will Pauling looked like he's good in the slot, or Skylar Bell might, if he would catch more footballs, be decent in the slot, but then everyone else was kind of the same guy. They didn't have right. someone to take the top off the defense. They didn't have an underneath. It was just they were all blah. It, yeah, it was a, a lot of slot receivers just running routes that didn't even make it to the first down marker. That's what I saw. Like, it was frustrating, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, and so we're hitting the portal hard again. Yep, portal again, boys. I guess start so. uh, start donating. <laughs> <laughs> Before I let you guys go, um, Bill, did you think of an outro song? If not, I have one for you. Uh, some Chili Peppers. Ooh, oh, any, there we any, go. Any in particular? Uh, love it all. Well, all right, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just pick whatever for you. pops up. And before I let you guys go, uh, Bill, we'll start with you. Are you a Swifty? Yeah. You like oh, Taylor sure. Swift? Love Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, you gotta have to with all the daughters you got. So. Oh, I've loved the uh, even before that. Really? Yes. So, all right. Then what do you think happens? Packers versus Chiefs. And if Taylor Swift's in the building or not, what do you think happens Sunday? I think that. I'm a Swifty, he says. I think it's going to be closer than 
you may think, but I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. I see like a yeah. like a twenty four seventeen Chiefs. There are you? Hearts going for the packs. Are Am you, I a Swifty? Yeah, you Swifty. That's uh, the A one important question. <laughs> listen, my daughters are Swifties. Um, that makes me sort of honorary Swifty. <laughs> but I do appreciate she writes her songs and she's our hardcore performer. You're trying to nice to say down. no.
running around the locker room. Well, that's what asking I was going to ask you. Every, asking, asking every athlete. That's what I was going to uh, ask you because Rob, football player Robbie, in there if they are a Swifty. We played the clip, and Rowdy said the same thing. I think it might have been off here. He's like, why are reporters running around the locker room asking the Packers if me, Taylor Swift is going to be let, there? Let, let, let me stop you right there. That is not a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just shaking your head, Rob? Like, mm, what if? What? How far we have fallen? What? You know what? Everybody's got a job to do, and every, and everybody does their own thing, right? I mean, we see at the Super Bowl that right entertainment tonight and MTV and all this stuff come out of the woodwork. But for grumpy old school, you know, hardcore, straight up football guys like me, and you know me. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want this nonsense. I, I just want to know how you're going to stop Travis Kelsey, right? I, I, I want to know, can, you know, can, can, can you throw the ball against, you know, the, 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 the number of blitzes you're going to see Sunday night. I, you know, can, can Matt LaFleur design a better game plan for Jordan Love than he did two years ago? I don't give a ding who listens to what silly song, right? It's just, just stupid. Rob, this is the one thing that bugs me about Matt LaFleur. He was the guy in Tennessee as the OC that would split carries with Derrick Henry and, you know, Deion Lewis. Everyone with a half a brain knew that Derrick Henry was better. He's a guy that came out in clips that we played earlier this week, and he's like, yeah, you know, I wasn't sure if I should change the game plan from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love for the game he came in. I just wasn't sure about that. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, that's the thing that I just don't understand about him. Some some of the things he says just don't make sense to me at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember back to that game, you know, two years ago, roughly. It was obviously the Rodgers COVID game where, where Love have to, had to start and, um no, he he did not do Jordan Love any favors that day. The blocking scheme was not set up well. Everybody knew that, you know, I mean, Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator in, in, in Kansas City, is notorious. He, you know, much like the guy Minnesota has right now, um, is, is, is going to always be in the top five in the league in terms of blitz percentage. When he saw a young quarterback making his first start, he probably doubled those numbers. I mean, I, I remember, guys, in, in that game, Kansas City came with six and seven multiple times, and you just you just don't see that very often in this league. Now, it'll, it'll be it won't be to that level uh, on Sunday night, guys, because Jordan Love is um, on what now about his tenth, eleventh start, whatever it is. What are they five and six? So this is this is start number thirteen, I guess, actually for him already. Um, and he's and he's getting better and better week by week. And you know, he, even Minnesota didn't blitz him as much. Uh, the first game was I kind of anticipated they would because Love has handled that uh, pretty well. But you're you're right, Rowdy. That that I I do remember that being kind of the major takeaway from that game. On on top of you know, can jo- can Jordan Love turn into a quality uh, NFL quarterback? The other question everybody had was you know, boy Matt Matt Lafleur did not do his young quarterback any favors. Um, you know, by by trying to block Kansas City in the manner that he did, and it, it made it for a long night for Green Bay that that night in, in Kansas City and a really long night for Jordan Love. Well, it's like, Matt, you really think that Jordan Love, a guy that was in the NFL for, what, his first, second year, is going to come in and play to the level that Aaron Rodgers, who was in the midst of winning his back-to-back MVPs, could play? It's like, yeah, you needed to go back and create an own game plan for a guy that's not at the level of Aaron Rodgers. you probably have to do that for about any other quarterback in the league at that point. Well, Robbie. 
Let me, yes, sir. Uh, on love, let me ask you this, and the same vein that Rowdy's talking about. Okay, so the past two games, right, the Lions, not the greatest pass defense. The Chargers, last in the league, pass defense. Jordan Love looked pretty damn good. You know, 300-yard game against the Chargers and a hell of a game against the Lions. Can Jordan Love duplicate that again against a really good defense in the Chiefs? Yeah, but Evo, let's even take it back four games, right? Let, let's go back to the Pittsburgh game where I thought he was really, really good, even though the final numbers don't look great because – he threw two interceptions in the last whatever it was, five, six, seven minutes of that of that football game when he's trying to rally his team late. And then and then the Rams game as well, where he had the perfect passer rating in in the second half of, of that game. I you know, I would even say Evo over the last four games where I think he's had eight touchdowns and two picks, and again, the two picks that he threw against Pittsburgh were late when he's trying to rally that that team and, and you remember you know he threw the one on the final play of the game where Pittsburgh lined up whatever it was seven eight at the goal line um, and and that was an absolutely lose lose proposition but um, I, I mean he's been absolutely outstanding I think in the in the last month and it you know it starts to raise the question of you know what when do you extend this guy again when when do you when do you pay him um, if, num- number one is he answered the question I guess is he your long term answer and then number two when do you lock him up before the price tag gets too high, and I, I think both of those answers are are trending in a really good direction for Jordan Love. That that yes, he is the answer, and and they are going to have to pay him here sooner than sooner than later. Um, his growth, Evo, in the last month has been remarkably impressive. In addition to the wide receivers' growth, and you you guys remember we talked about this through the course of the, the summer. I mean, he's you know Andrew Branch puts this on Twitter, the old Packer executive. He's playing with a U23 team. If you, if you want to, you know, translate this, to, you know, club anything. Um, he's got he's got wide receivers all around him that are babies, that are first and second year guys in the league, and and those guys are getting better and they're growing week by week. And and we said this through the course of the summer. The first half of the year, the offense could really struggle, and the defense was going to have to find a way to carry them. And the second half of the year, you might see an offense that was dramatically better, seven to ten points better, maybe in the second half of the year is what I continued to say um, versus what you saw in the first half of the year. Now, it might not turn out to be quite that many points when it, when it's all said and done, although as soft as the schedule gets your guys down the stretch yeah. with, with teams like Carolina and, and the Bears and the Giants and Tampa Bay and stuff like that. The, you know, the, these guys could put up 30 a game over, over you know, the final month of the season. So, um, no, Evo, I, I absolutely think he can continue to do what he's done. Even, even from day one when, when it's been a struggle, when he and the wide receivers haven't been on the same page, when guys weren't running the right routes, when two guys were in the same space, the same spot at one time, I think Jordan Love has been a model of consistency. He's remarkably poised. You guys, you, you don't know if the Packers are up 10 or down 10 if you look at Jordan Love, and I, I think that's a real positive. And, and Ebo, I, I think he's trending absolutely in the right direction to have a big finish. Rowdy, do you want to do the breaking news quick? Robbie, we had uh, some breaking news here coming out Not over Packers the last related. hour about the Brewers. Looks like they are going to ink up Jackson Cheerio for eight years worth about $80 million with two club options to make it 10 years. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know enough about baseball contracts. You guys, I'm not going to lie. To He's you. not even had his major league it, debut yet. It, it's obviously a gamble on Milwaukee's end, but it's obviously a gamble too on the young man's end, isn't it? That 
couldn't he make a lot more than that down the road? Oh yeah. No, no. Like if he if he is going to be the player that he's kind of in the same regards as with some of the numbers he put up in A ball, double sure. A, um, he's going to be signing like those. 10 year, 350 million type dollar contracts. Well, Rob, let me ask you this on the pack. He's going to do the pool halls and the trout and those kind of deals, you're saying. Let me ask you this on the Packers front with the Jackson Trio news coming out. Will Jordan Love get a contract extension sooner than later? I I mean, I I certainly think so. I mean, let's see how the final. I mean, Green Bay wanted to use this year as kind of the test year anyways, right? The, the transitional year to find out if, if, if he is the guy and all, and all evidence is starting to trend evil that, that, that he is the guy. And if, and if that's the case, now remember though, they did, they did do him, uh, you know, they, they extended him back in May guys. And, and I believe the way the league rules work, you can only redo a guy's contract once within a calendar year. So they, they're going to probably have to wait until the middle of the off season to, to give love of a, a big time contract extension. So they, you know, they do have a little bit of time here yet to, to sit back and chew on it and, and see how things go over, over the final six games. But, but Evo, you know, re- regardless of what happens on, on Sunday night, I, I do think green Bay is really situated nicely and poised uh, to make it into the postseason. We, we talked about how the, you know, how the, how the rest of the schedule plays out right with the, with the Giants who are a dreadful team, Tampa Bay who's not any good. Carolina's got the number 1 pick in the draft. Minnesota and you know um has no on, on new on new year's eve. They have no idea who their quarterback's going to be next week. I mean the head coach uh said after after the loss to the Bears he has no idea where he wants to go in with in that direction and and then they see Chicago guys in in the final game of the year and who knows by that point in time the Justin Fields era might be already over in Chicago because you know, he, he he certainly hasn't wowed anybody and, and didn't on Monday night either. Um, so, Evo, you remember last year, nine and eight got you in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to do it again this year. I, and, and I think this group's got a chance to even get to 10 and seven when it's all said and done. Um, and, and if Jordan Love, Evo, with this unbelievably young cast of characters, can take this group to the postseason, regardless if they're the seventh seed, the sixth seed. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. If Love, in a transitional year like this, where they have $60 million of dead cap money, 40 of that being eaten up by the old quarterback, um, and, and, if, and if a first-time starter in Jordan Love can go to the postseason with, with really Aaron Jones being gone almost the entire year, Young young wide receivers all over the place trying to get better. An offensive line that struggled big time the first half of the season. Um, yes, Evo, I think absolutely he'll have shown management that he is the guy moving forward. And then you look ahead to the future, as young as they'll have been this year, Evo, at all these key spots, they've got all this draft capital coming up here in, in the 2024 draft, and they're going to get $60 million of dead cap money off the book. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, Evo, they, they could be really good in, in 2024 and 2025. Robbie, I want to save a little time at the end for uh, something that's happening on Saturday at the Kohl Center. But before that, what, oh, hap- boy. what happened Sunday at Lambeau Field? Yeah, and uh, well, all right, no Taylor Swift talk. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> no, we, we're done with that. We're done with that. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. I didn't know if you wanted a prediction if she's showing up or not. No, um, don't care. Yes. That let's uh, let, let's go only to the game. Um, 
Green Green Bay is obviously trending in the right way, but the one thing that really stands out right now about Kansas City that makes them different than you know the first couple of teams they had that won Super Bowls is this is a remarkably high-level defense that they're going to bring to Lambeau on Sunday night. They're fourth in total defense. They're third in points allowed. I mean, guys, they're only giving up 16 points a game. And they're not nearly as good on offense as when they won their couple of Super Bowls. Um, and certainly back a few years ago when Tyreek Hill was tearing it up and, and Kelsey was still 29, 30 years old in his prime. Um, they're not as good on offense, but but they're dramatically better on defense. They're winning games in different manners. Andy Reid is so incredibly smart that he can scheme to win games with, you know, the Rashi Rices and the Kadarius Tonys now and stuff like that because he's just that clever of a of a play caller. I mean, Kansas City's group of wide receivers, guys, is is undoubtedly in the bottom five of the league. It might be the worst in the league. And and here they are, you know, challenging for the number one spot in the AFC. Uh, now they've got the best player in football, obviously, in Patrick Mahomes, and it'll be a treat for everybody at Lambeau to to, to get a chance to watch greatness on Sunday night, you guys. I, I mean, uh, players like that just don't come through your city real often for games. So if, if anybody's got a chance to get to this game, get your tail in this game because you guys know the way the schedule works. Patrick Mahomes will only get to Lambeau once every eight eight years. So this is a this 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 is an enormous game, an enormous night. I think it's. I think Green Bay is unbelievably competitive. They hang around all night, guys. But Kansas City, I think, just with Mahomes, he wins these kind of games. He wins close games. I'm going to say like 23-20 Chiefs. All right, Rowdy, or, uh, Robbie. And last thing for you, when it comes to Badger basketball, you are a diehard, Rob. You eat, sleep, and breathe Bucky hoops. Marquette, number three in the country. Kohl Center, 1130, Saturday. Rob Reichel, A, what do you think of Marquette? B, what happens? Oh, it's a Bucky route, baby. Oh, a Bucky route! <laughs> it, 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 Bucky by double digits. Get your F Marquette shirts out right now. <laughs> like I've seen all over uh, my part of the my part of the, <laughs> the state where I live. Uh, Badger Nick. Guys, this, this game is so funny because, like, we touched on – you know, off air and we've touched on in, in past years, Badger Nation is largely apathetic to this game and they're apathetic to Marquette in general, right? Bucky's, Bucky's rivals are Purdue and Iowa and Minnesota and people like that. This is the game of the year for for the Marquette. Hey, we don't have a football program. Uh, we used to be called the Warriors. Now we're the Golden Eagles or whatever the hell. Um <laughs> Cannot stand the fan base, guys. Um, a, a remarkably annoying group of people. Uh, they're going to they're come to the Kohl Center, give them a lot of heck, give them a lot of grief because they deserve it. They, they, come, they come to your football games and they put on a Badger shirt and they act like they're rah-rah Badger fans because they don't have a football program. Then they show up this time of year to try to stick it up your tails with basketball stuff. So give them a lot of grief. This is a this, this, this is going to be a wonderful time for Badger basketball when they <laughs> stick it right up Marquette's tail. How do you really feel, Rob? My man, man, Rob. <laughs> Rob, I, I, I love I'm it. just telling you guys, everybody's got a fan base that annoys them. Number one. Mine by a mile is Marquette. I love you, Rob. Never change. You are the man, Robbie. Rob, always a pleasure. Forbes.com, Conley Media, number one of the Marquette Hater Fan Club as well. Rob Reichel on Twitter. You the man, Robbie. 
All right. It's going to be an awesome weekend. Enjoy it. This this game Sunday night is going to be a treat for everybody. Rob, so have, have a great weekend. You boys. too, bud. Always a treat with you. See you, Robbie. I was going to uh, ask Grant about this. Uh, with the uh, Bucks winning and the Knicks winning mm-hmm. for the in-season tournament, and there's now drama in the NBA over the in-season tournament as the Knicks now don't have the same schedules. Everyone else have to travel more, and they were getting all hacked off and pissed off. More travel added for the drama in the NBA in-season tournament. I was going to do that, but Rowdy's like, no, no, no. Ebo, can you just say March Madness? Yeah, Nelson had a take yesterday off the air. I, I don't know I don't know about this. It pissed, it pissed me off, and I'm like, if we're going to do this, we have to do this on the air. Rowdy, put this out. March Madness. The NCAA tournament, obviously it's 68 teams right now. Since, what, the 80s, it was a 64 yes. tournament. Ugh. They need to go to 32 teams. Oh, Rowdy does not like expansion. Such an L. Need to go to 32 teams because the top 32 teams are the only 32 teams that actually matter. What about because when a 16 seed nothing one lower than an 8 seed he has to- ever won the March Madness. So Cinderella, the shoe always falls. It never what fits. What about George Mason? Buck Nell. This never is what win. he wants to take from you. He you want to take, take away the Cinderella story? That's not the win. point. That's not the point. You, don't wanna, you want to take away Virginia you losing to a 16 seed? some little Cinderella story. They'll play for a weekend. Yeah, it's fun. Two. It's called one shining moment. It's fun. Matter not multiple shining Rowdy, moments. One shining moment. Win. Rowdy said, "When I said this, you're probably going to roll your eyes." And Rowdy, I did roll my eyes. Who, who doesn't love the George Mason or I'm the Bucknells or the the, the Dunk University? Mason. This is why he brought it up. Loyola. I yeah. am. I am anti <laughs> college football playoff expansion. I don't like it. And Rowdy came in and was like, well, we, sh- we should shorten March Madness. But March Madness is different because it's not about who wins the title. It's about the fanfare and the, the it's the madness. It's they the March Madness. Win. They sell you on a fake narrative to get hyped up for like a weekend, maybe two. <sighs> they don't win. They don't matter. Rowdy, what's wrong eight, with you? One of the eight seeds was Kentucky, and they probably could should have been like you don't want to see You don't want to see kids make it to the big dance and get a win. And have like They'll talk about it for, until the end of their life to their grandchildren. Thank you, Ebo. You know what? Thank they you. always have old man rec league afterwards. Bill. No. Bill Michaels. Bill? Is Bill Yes, there? I'm here. Oh, Bill, I'm here. <laughs> Bill messaged me. He goes, what about Butler? What about Butler? Butler. They didn't win. Butler, UWM. Neither did Kentucky. Tell me the last time <laughs> Kentucky's won a championship. Yeah, Kentucky Bill, sucks. Tell him, Bill. Tell him. What's wrong with who crapped in Rowdy's Cheerios this morning? You know, right? nobody. No, Vill- Villanova was not supposed to win the first time, and they won. <laughs> Bill, I'm glad you, you messaged me. Kentucky is the top, top 32. To Kentucky is the top seed of almost every year in the top recruiter, and they flat out suck. Yeah, you so tell them, I, Bill. This whole thing about the Loyola made a hell of a run. UWM made a hell of a run. Did they win it? No, I agree with you. But I'm not going to shrink the tournament to lose all the Cinderellas Never. that actually play. And the Cinderellas, remember, the 16 seed beat the hell yeah. out of Virginia yeah. as the number one seed. And it was so awesome. don't tell me they can't compete. It was amazing. In that slow of a game, if I get the right rec league players and oh, we get high, now you're we gonna qu- you can't qualify. It. <laughs> you talked about the seeds. You can't qualify. Well, if you know what? You see what it wanted had Kenyon Martin not broke his leg in a Conference USA final. They would have won it all. So it's in Buster Candy and nuts. Everybody have a great Christmas. Leave it the way it is. Yeah. Don't f with the tournament. Bill, Bill, you're inspired today. I love it. This rules.
This is great. Hey, Bill, how's it going? No one I go on and on when it comes to college basketball and all the Cinderella's that should have been there. And you know what? There should never be a, uh, there should never be a movie named Hoosiers made oh, about a little school and you love that of movie. 400 kids in, in Milan, Indiana, who went up against Muncie, Indiana, and whooped their ass. But Rowdy, you love happened. that movie, Rowdy. They, they won. All these other teams don't win. Cinderella <laughs> well, goes home won. in rags. <laughs> Cinderella goes home with stink. That's what she goes home with. That's okay. She gets to party for a while. She gets to take her shoes off. She yeah. gets to punch a couple of pretty girls in the face. Yeah. And then she goes home. But ultimately, the cream rises to the top. I agree Bill, with Bill, here's the thing. and Rowdy will never win because they've already got the 68. If anything, they'll expand it even more because they love money. So yeah. if anything, it's going to get gonna more. It's going to grow like 120. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him expand it anymore. I like the way it is. But, oh, my God. Well, how Cinderella's about, have danced all the way down to a Final Four, so there's no way. I'm I've never it. heard anyone with this. I give Rowdy credit for the like. It's like Craig Council coming to the Milwaukee Bucks game when he's the Cubs manager. I oh. give Rowdy credit for using this take right. I've never heard anyone say you know what that. would be even more badass if Craig Council goes to a Brewer game on like an off day. That would <laughs> By be the way, something. I got a text from a buddy last night. Craig Council was at the Marquette women's game last night. Well, you can have that. Yeah, exactly. But still, he's making himself <laughs> clearly. He's making himself clearly, he didn't make any news. You can have that. He one. can have that. Bill, I, Bill, a little extra, little uh, extra credit here for you joining a little early. A very ins- I was, inspired. I was downstairs and I heard the discussion. I went, "Oh my god!" And I came <laughs> running up into the studio because when you guys are on, I have it cranked up. I got a speaker here, yeah. so I can hear it all over the house. So just in case I'm like missing something, because I like to keep listening in case I've you know to learn something. Yeah. And today, what I learned wow. was is I have to get fired up early before the show. Well, uh, RJ said it best. This is like Zone Network Inception. It's a show within a show within a show. So oh, yeah, well, yeah, this is a beautiful thing. Well, Bill, I'm going to let you get set up because we're done here. Well, I'm going to hand the baton I, off I to you. I'm going to go right? towel off. I'm sorry. Right, yeah, you go yeah. take a cold shower right. quick. All right. Towel we'll... <laughs> off. That's what, that's what all those below eight seeds do once they lose. It, I've it, never heard this take before. You know, this is why I said you got to say this on air. In all seriousness, Rowdy, I watch less after the first two weekends. After all of the fun, after Dude, the Vermont catamounts of the world are eliminated. There's nothing better than like 10 a.m. till like 11.30 at night of yeah. watching nonstop college basketball. And I, like the Elite Eight. Like I might catch a game or two, but the opening two weekends, I, it's, it's on all day. You yeah. got to have it on all day. Oh, he... Rowdy, Brent I didn't know you had that take in until yet. the Elite Eight, where Vermont is playing and George Mason. I would have is loved playing, to see what. And then Brent, they lose by thirty. Did your head explode yesterday when Rowdy came to the studio to say that to you? Yeah, because yeah, I everyone's on my butt because I don't want college football playoff to expand. It um, should expand, but six or eight teams, twelve, too freaking many. Interesting. Those, they could, they could use six this year because if things fall a certain way, six they, every year you could probably use six. This year is probably a good eight. So six to eight is the number for me. 12, too many. Depending on how this weekend falls, Dude, they could they Missouri could need six got spots. lost twice, and they got absolutely dismantled what this by LSU and Georgia. G-Dub says Grant loves grapefruit. I ate a grapefruit I this love morning. A good, I love a good tart grapefruit. G-Dub, no, I ate a grapefruit this You put morning. sugar on it? Honey, just a little Ooh, drizzle of honey. I love a good grapefruit. All right, well, Bill's fired up. Can't wait for the Bill Michael Show.